0: Arizona Sports, Kevin Durant, watch the latest on KD to the Suns with Burns
1: and Gambo. If there was a deal that could be done in Phoenix, Kevin Durant would certainly be open to it and I think even eager for it. Harris, oh and a block from Durant. Durant's got 11, Craig goes down. Durant is going to hurry. Kevin
2: Durant is one bad, bad man. Durant. Oh, major splash! I think this team kind of challenges those 2017, 2018, 2019 Golden State Warrior teams as it relates to
1: talent. Starting at four, 6'10 from Texas, <laughs> number 35, Kevin Durant. Give
2: me the
0: hell! Give me a hell. Stand up right now and give me the hell! Give me a hell! up! Two right o'clock! On this Thursday afternoon, good afternoon and welcome into today's edition of the Burns and Gimbo Show here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. My name is Dave Burns alongside the one, the only, John Kim Doro.
1: Burns, what's going on? What's going on? Woo! Man! It's a
0: rhetorical question, right? Like, like what's going on? Like, Kevin Durant kind of going on, right? Went to sleep last night and in the middle of the night. (laughs) Did you... Now, did you get your... A notoriously not a great sleeper. Did you get up in the middle of the night and see the news? No. no, no. No. Me, no, me no. I mean, I, that, that happened at, what, 1 o'clock in the morning Eastern time? I was asleep. I specifically told my wife before I went to bed, I'm going to bed early tonight. I'm, I'm like, way behind in my sleep. I'm, I'm, mm. I was in bed by 845 last night, which is early even for me. So I got up this morning, and I saw my phone. There was all sorts of stuff on it, but, you know, I, I, I yeah. haven't gone to Dr. J. Schwartz, so I need the reading glasses. <laughs> so I put on the reading glasses this morning, I'm like, like, wait, what? Huh? What? What? Yeah. what? When? How? What? Why? All of that <laughs> stuff. It was what a morning, man. Yeah, when I went to sleep
1: last night, I mean, this is, listen, we knew this This was this was the goal. Let's. This was what they've always wanted. This is what they were working for. This is why we shot down every trade rumor from OG Ananobi to John Collins to Bob Don Bogdanovich to Kobe White to Jalen McDaniels to, I mean, you name it. You know, we have been shooting down every rumor because they, they, here's what this is what they wanted. They went hard after Durant in the summer. They went hard after him. Um, and we're going to talk about this later because in the end, the Nets got exactly what they wanted from the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. So, big blockbuster deal. The Phoenix Suns give up Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, four unprotected first-round picks, and a pick swap. And Kevin Durant and T.J. Warren come to the Phoenix Suns. In a separate deal, Dario Saric is sent to Oklahoma City for Baisley. And now we keep our eye on the buyout market with Reggie Jackson and others. But the biggest news, I mean, this, this is this is the top story in all of sports. I mean, even over the Super Bowl. Yes. Kevin Durant is on the Phoenix Suns. Him, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, going to try to team up and bring Phoenix their first championship. All right, let me tell
0: everybody where we're at today because we are on the road. We're hanging out at the Safeway on 83rd Avenue. And Camelback today, all part of our big game time rewards program with Coca Cola. Great deals on Coca Cola products for this weekend and your home gating headquarters. Instead of tailgating, your home gating, get it? Home gating headquarters. Uh, you got great food for this weekend's big game, all of that stuff. Plus, we've got Suns tickets. We've got waste management. 50 Penis pairs Open of tickets. Suns tickets. we got signed footballs. we got signed helmets from JJ Watt, AJ Green. we got Jay Feely on hand. Jay Feely? Uh, J- DJ Feely, no way, better dressed than all of us combined wow. here signing autographs. So, wow. Jay Feely, here could, with us for you're a, a while? Have Jay Feely, it. Why isn't he teaching Gronk how to kick <laughs> instead of Vinitieri? <laughs> Come on, That's a really good question. Yeah. We know what our top story of the day is. Let's weigh in on it. Burns and Gambo, the weigh in, brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss. McHale Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder. Four unprotected first-round picks and a pick swap. A monstrous, monstrous deal for a a once-in-a-generation type player in Kevin Durant. The Suns are going for it. Every chip they had is in the middle of that table right now. Absolutely. They went
1: for it, and it is championship or bust like never before for the Phoenix Suns. It is championship or bust. They've got to win a championship to make this deal worth it. Anything less is, is, is going to be a loss. It's going to be a loss they gave up a lot. Oh, they gave up a lot. It makes a deal. And I think people have different opinions on this. They are. It's a, it's a I could see both sides. I can see what well, yes, I'm happy the Suns did. They got Kevin Durant and oh my god, Mikhail Cam and all those trails. Like, oh, you know, I can understand people having opinions on both sides of it. Durant gives you the best chance to win right now. Let's be honest. OG Ananobi's a nice role player. John Collins is a good role player. You need stars to win. Kevin Durant takes a lot of pressure off of Chris Paul because of his ability to hold the ball. People said to me, oh, but he's not great. Too. He's 6'10". <laughs> when you're 6'10", it's, you use that length, that size. So yeah, he's not the greatest defensive player, but he's a willing defender. He'll do what he has to do, but he knocks down big shots. Yeah, he knocks down big shots, and you know what? If they're going to trap Book, if they're going to trap Chris Paul to pick your poison because give the ball to Kevin Durant. He is great with the ball in his hands.
0: I understand those who aren't going to like this deal. I understand, to your point, I understand there are two sides to this coin, and there's going to be an argument that you gave up too much. There's going to be an argument that it was too expensive, that Mikel's too good at what he does, and you're not going to be able to replace it. Gambo, I to me, I am firmly in the positive on this one. I am a big believer that this was not only the right move for the Phoenix Suns, I believe it was the only move for the Phoenix Suns. I believe It was the only move. It was the only, it was move, the only move. When a player like Kevin Durant a is available, and B wants you. You are required to go get him, and you don't quibble about the cost, and you don't hit here, sit here and say, oh, it was too expensive, or this guy, or that guy. I have zero regrets about it, even if it doesn't result in a championship. You've got an opportunity to do something like this. You must take it. You must. You have no options. You have no choices. You have to do it. And so for me, all this is is the realization. Of kind of your destiny, if you're the Phoenix Suns, we've been waiting for this since what the mm-hmm. end of June. It's finally here, and I'm not going to go back and have any regrets about it. But the cost was high; it was expensive. You can't not do this if you're the Suns. Kale, this is th- this. They had to get Kevin Durant. They had to get KD.
1: So this was in an, an important piece for them was to get him. And this is again, this is what they wanted all along. They didn't want anybody else. There wasn't any other player that they wanted. There was never—I mean, this uh, Woj reporting they were going to pivot to John Collins. No, they weren't. Now, trust me, they were never going to pivot to John Collins. They never wanted John Collins. What they wanted was they wanted Kevin Durant. They just had to wait for him to get divorced. Yeah. <laughs> and now that he got divorced, now they can marry Kevin Durant, and they <laughs> did marry Kevin Durant. And now, you know, they are the—you know—I think the
0: odds-on favorites to win the NBA championship. They right? certainly are. They're certainly the odds-on favorites to win the West. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I, it, it's one of these days where I've got so much I want to say about it. And I know you do too. That I'm worried. I'm going to forget some of the things that I want to say. So this is just kind of our general, and we're going to get into much more specifics about this. Um, Matt Ishbia, the write-up from Woj this morning, last night, made it sound like he might have nudged James Jones out of his comfort zone a little bit on this one. It, the, the way the story was written was very much centered around Ishbia and, and what he did to make this happen. I really want to get to the bottom of that a little bit. I'm kind of hoping you get to the bottom of that a little bit because I want to know yeah. how much of this was Ishbia kind of nudging James into maybe a zone that he didn't want to go into. That, to me, is a very important part of this to discuss. Um, Aiden, and I'll, I'll, go ahead. I'll touch please, jump, in. I'll, touch jump, in. I'll touch
1: jump in. I'll touch on that real quick. The Robert Sarver was, was up until about a week ago, any deal like this would have had to been approved by Robert Sarver. And he would have approved this deal if it was two weeks ago and, hey, I can make this trade. And But once Matt Ishbia signed the contract, then... The the approval had to go through him, even though it wasn't official. The approval had to go through him. So once, so two weeks ago, three weeks, a month ago, you would have had to have gone through Robert Sarver to get this deal done because Robert, you know, had the ability to approve or decline any deal. But once Matt signed the contract, then it became a a situation where uh, Matt had control of the situation. So even just three days ago, four days ago, it would have had to go through Matt. So once Matt signed, the contract,
0: he, the, the Suns would have had to go through him to get this deal done. Uh, I think about James, and I think about how much of an un-James Jones move this is. James has always been about depth. James has always been about you know building a big, deep team like that. This is now a very, very top-heavy Phoenix Suns roster. It's very different than what we're used to. Uh, I think about how they replace Bridges as a defender. I think about who does that. I think about the buyout market. We'll get into this a little bit later. Reggie Jackson today got traded to the Charlotte Hornets. It's already been reported that the Phoenix Suns would have a ton of interest in Reggie Jackson on the buyout market if he gets bought up by Charlotte, and the belief is he's going to get bought up by Charlotte. Gambo, I think about the luxury tax. The Suns have now, and part of trading Dario was saving themselves some money under the tax. There's no question about that. Yes, But they have now steered deep into the luxury tax. Anybody that go get on the buyout market, it's going to make them even deeper into the luxury tax. We wondered about Matt Ishbia's intentions. We have learned about his intentions with this deal yes. and the tax.
1: You know, I reported last year in the summer that the Suns were willing to go up on the luxury tax to $60-70 What I will tell you is that James Jones had approval under the previous ownership to go to $100 million over the luxury tax. That was the cap. They were able to go $100 million. It's why they chased Durant so much last offseason and wanted to keep the guys they had. They were willing to go to $100 million over over the luxury tax. Now when you look at these contracts going forward, they are going to be a big-time
0: luxury tax player for the next couple of years. So much to react to, and we will continue to react to Kevin Durant now being a member of the Sun. Town is pulling up right across the street from the big game this Sunday. John Guy Fieri, Diplo, and over 20 food vendors for the ultimate tailgating party. Head to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com for complete details and for your chance to win tickets. There were two windows we have discussed many times on this show. It is clear. Window one is now the priority. We'll talk about that next. Burns and Gambo.
2: Kevin Grant requested a trade from the Brooklyn Nets come the summertime. Uh, there was a lot of angst about what would happen in that situation. And he uh, recommitted to the Nets after meeting with Joe Sy, Sean Marks, and the organization let him know that if things go south over the course of the season, um, they would work with him to find him a new home.
0: Well, they sure did. They did exactly that. The Brooklyn Nets late last night, about, what, 11 o'clock our time, I think, is when it all went down traded Kevin Durant to the Phoenix Suns for Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, four unprotected firsts, Jay Crowder. Like a thief in the middle of the night. And a pick swap. And just like that, yeah. we. some of us, it was funny looking at it on Twitter. Some people were very up when it happened, and they were talking about how they couldn't get back to sleep after it went down. Emergency podcasts were hosted. Kellen Olson was all over it at Sports.com. Me, I was dead asleep. You were dead asleep. I woke up. was like, what the hell just happened? Kevin Durant's coming to the Suns. Gambo, it, it now takes our window conversation, mm-hmm. the one yeah. that we've had so many times. Yes. Window one versus window two. Window one. It's all about window one, right? I talked
1: with the Suns today, and they said, listen, the only way they were going to give up on window two is if they were deep enough in window one. Deep enough means Kevin Durant. means they're going to get a championship. They believe that they're going to win a championship right now. The only way to sacrifice window number two. Window number two was Cam, Mikhail, Book, DA, and all the draft picks that they had that they could have used for players or to trade for other assets. That was window two. Window one is this window right now. Chris Paul, his age. Kevin Durant, his age. But the only way that they were going to go and give up on window two was to go deep enough in window one. There's two questions here. The first question is how long is window one open? Is it just this season or is it this season and next season? The second question is window two, there is a point down the road where the only guy under contract is book. So there is a – you know, window two when Kevin Durant and Chris – when Chris Paul's gone and Kevin Durant is old and, and, and if he's broken down, what kind of roster are you going to have in window two? You gave up Cam. You gave up Mikhail, You've given up so many draft picks. You can't trade any draft picks right now. So that's the question. Window two is very damaged right now, but window one has just been
0: burst wide open. Like, it, it is wide open. It has. So and, – and for those who haven't heard, we've had these two competing – like window conversations for a long, long time and now. And so have the Suns. Uh, and so the, yeah, I'm sure the Suns have too. Okay, so let's let's take this kind of piece by piece here. For me, window one doesn't close when Chris Paul is done. All right, I think Kevin Durant is that good. I think Devin Booker is that good. Now, clearly, you're going to need to do something at the point guard position. And clearly, a decision is going to be made about Chris Paul. I don't think window one shuts down if in the offseason, the Suns decide they want to move on from Chris Paul and do something else. Because I think the two of Kevin Durant and Devin Booker is that fearsome that you can still add pieces around them and you can still expect to be in championship contention. For one more year after this year or for, for longer than that? For, uh, are we talking about no Chris Paul? No, uh, no Chris Paul. I think given Durant's age... You can count on, at the very least, this postseason and next postseason. I would say the same thing. Where the window is Chris Paul or no Chris Paul. I think the window to win a championship in the next two postseasons is there. Now, I, how Kevin ages and what's he like for that third postseason or that fourth postseason? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how that's going to go. I don't know how he's going to age. He's a great he does player, get hurt a lot. He's a
1: great player, but he's different than LeBron because of the way he's built. Kevin Durant has had injuries okay he's had good you know good significant injuries lebron takes really good care of himself but i do think the thing with chris really just comes down to he has had injuries you've got to think about that that's a factor here Um, how long can he hold up he's a great player he's one of the greatest players that's ever played in the game but there is the achilles tendon injury and a calf injury and those will be a factor going forward i mean that was you know can he stay healthy that's when you get older like that and you've had previous injuries it becomes a question mark so it's a fair question on Kevin Durant but for the time being I agree with you your window is wide open this year and with or without Chris, I do think that because Booker and KD and are so special, yeah. so special, yeah. I think that window is open next year, too. They yeah. could go back-to-back championships. They could win it this year. If they don't win it this year, they can win it next year. Maybe regardless of what happens with Chris, how, having Book and KD, two of the most special players in the game, I do think it's
0: open for this year and next year. Yeah. Now, what happens beyond that? I don't know, because that's like trying to predict Kevin Durant's future with his health, and that's really difficult to do. I just looked it up. Again, to be sure, he's got this year and then three more full years left on his contract. So you basically have 4 postseasons of Kevin Durant left. Now, how good is he going to be towards the end of that? I don't know. As for window number two, now, we had always thought, and rightfully so, I think to a certain extent, that Mikel, Aiton, and Book sort of defined window two. Okay, now Mikel's not a part of that. And now Cam Johnson's not going to be a part of that. But you do bring up something interesting. Devin Booker... When this window opens and when Kevin Durant is off the books and when Chris Paul's off the books and when Devin Booker's the only player you still have under contract... Not not even D.A. Not even D.A. at that point. Not even D.A. He is still in the prime of his career. He is still... 31 years old. Age-wise, one of the elite players in the NBA. Mm -hmm. And at least theoretically, you wouldn't have draft picks to build around him, but you'd have money to go build around him. You know, You'd have dollars to spend in free agency to build around him. The window is not nearly as good as it would have been with Mikel, you know, still around all those years. I still think there is a window, though, because of Devin Booker and the fact that he'll be an elite player in this league for another ten years, or at least another eight years, depending on how old he is. It will it will
1: really depend on, you know, uh, on what because in the meantime you're going to be filling you're going to be filling a roster, and you've got it, you know, now with you know the players that they have, Durant max money. Book max money, Da max money, Chris close to max money. You know, in the meantime, you're going to fill this roster with a lot of you know lesser priced players. I mean, the the depth on this team is going to be a lot of guys that aren't making a lot of money. Damian Lee, Jock Landell, Josh Akoji, guys like that are very likely going to be the guys that fill out the roster because you're so top heavy with what you have. You know, as Chris leaves, what do you do? Can you get another player? That can you get a Van Vleet or somebody like that? When Chris leaves, you know that could that because. If Chris leaves and they get a point guard that's under contract for four more years, well, then now him and Book together, okay. And if Durant can stay healthy, then you start to look at okay, Durant may may not be as good as he is right now, but, but he might. It's not like he's going to fall off a cliff. It's not like Kevin Durant is really good this year and really good, now, and then he can't play anymore.
0: He's still going to be a as long as if, if healthy, he's still going to be a very that, good player. That's the key word. If healthy, it's not. Oh, a, if, I, I know it's not a, a, an ability thing with Kevin Durant. I'm worried about it's an availability thing. I've be worried about with Kevin Durant, right? And just whether he's available to you or not is what I'd be concerned with.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, he's 6'10", so be, oh, what about his defense? He, he's 6'10". <laughs> he
0: said He's the so law. He's, he's a better defender than he gets credit for. He, he's his, a better defender his than His length he gets allows
1: for. him to be a good defensive player. Yeah. A decent
0: defensive player. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, um, nine players available tonight for the Phoenix Suns against Atlanta. Because Devin Booker's already been ruled out. Booker's ruled out, okay. So, no Mikel, no Cam, obviously. <laughs> no Dario. It's, uh, no Dario. Mario, thank you. Chris Paul, Damian Lee, Tori Craig, Jock Landale, DeAndre Ayton, Sabin Lee, Bismack Bianco, Ish Wainwright, Josh Okogi. Those are the nine guys available to the Phoenix Suns tonight. Nine. That's it. Doesn't matter. No, I, you know what? I, Doesn't I, matter. I only bring that up as a matter of fact. Not as a matter yeah. of influence. Who cares? Who cares? cares? I, mean, I don't... Who, I don't... Who cares? What's the next game... What's the
1: game after Atlanta?
0: What, uh, what is that? They are Friday against the Pacers. Okay. Yeah, Friday against the Pacers. Okay. And, of course, Durant's hurt. I mean, they're not expecting yeah. him back until after the All-Star break. I would presume Booker would play against Booker the Pacers. Booker would play. Because uh, they're an Probably have Beasley. Probably you, have Beasley available by by to Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're live from the Safeway, 83rd Avenue. And Camelback, your home gating headquarters, the Game Time Rewards Program with Coca-Cola. All sorts of great giveaways, signed footballs and helmets. J.J. Watt, A.J. Green merchandise, Waste Management Phoenix, Open Tickets, Suns Tickets. Jay Feely Jay is here Feely's on here. hand oh, signing autographs. Goodness. We'll take photos with him. He's
1: teaching people how to kick. You want to be a kicker? we will give you
0: lessons right here in the parking lot. <laughs> Come by and see us. We'll be here until 6 o'clock tonight. You can text us your thoughts on the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Of all of the people, the Suns, gave up in the trade for Kevin Durant. Losing him. All that hurt. Next on the Burns and Gambo show. <laughs> the Burns and Gambo Need to Know Twitter poll presented by Sanderson Ford. Alright, let's send it back to the auction Community Studios where Eric is standing by. He's got our Twitter poll question of the day. Happy K D Day to you.
2: What a day, right? I what was day. up. I was up when the news broke. I was like of
0: half asleep. Of course you
1: were. I was like half asleep. asleep.
0: You're in your mid-twenties. Of course you were awake. Of
1: I just had a, you I had a feeling. I had a feeling. I used to stay up till one in the morning back in the day.
0: <laughs> Not anymore. Not all anymore. All those girls That's that never right. said
1: no to you, Gambo? <laughs> <laughs> James Conner recognized it right away yesterday. I will say, you and James uh, Conner did Connor. seem to connect. <laughs> he said that right away. <laughs> he said, yeah, you probably get a lot of girls. He's like, you know what that's like, right?
0: Like, oh, boy. Careful, Gamble. You're going to get yourself in trouble. So I'm going to bail you out. What's the poll question today? The poll Rips-
2: question of the day is who will benefit the most as a result of the Suns acquiring Kevin Durant? You've got four options. You've got Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, and Kevin Durant.
0: DeAndre Ayton is gonna benefit the most from Kevin Durant being here. It's gonna I, I don't know he's look, he's the fourth option. I don't think he's gonna get more shots. He's gonna be so open. He's gonna get so many easy looks with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker out there at the same time. My gosh, he's gonna he's gonna feast. I think I think
1: Chris Paul benefits the most, okay? because you know adding another ball handler at that level takes so much of the press Chris can win you games with with his brain. His brain is just so good. He's so smart. So I, I'm
0: going to go with Chris. It's a good answer. It's a good, I, I don't know if there's a wrong answer to this one. What do you got for us today?
1: Not sure there's a wrong
2: answer, but there is one leading the way. Quite significantly, actually. 41.3% are going with the player you guys didn't choose. Devin Booker. Benefiting That's the most it. as a result of the Suns acquiring Kevin Durant. In second place, it's DeAndre Ayton at 26%. Chris Paul at 22%. And KD at 10.6%. You can find that question at burns and gamble on twitter where we also have a thread where you could post your favorite mikhail bridges moments
0: oh mikhail bridges yeah that was yeah, the africa kind of did forget about that whole
2: brooklyn situation this whole summer um i don't know i was just you know you know me like i don't want to ever leave here you know this is like new home and i'm here so much i don't even want to go back home because i just want to stay here every day But um, like I said, like you know, like it's part of the business. So I just, just sitting there and just keep doing what I'm doing every day, and whatever happens, happens.
0: Um, still just blessed and grateful every day. So that was Mikael Bridges on September 26th media day for the Phoenix Suns on the Durant rumors over the summer and being a part of the Durant rumors over the summer. Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jake Crowder, four first-round picks and a pick swap, Gambo. Let's boil this down. Nothing against all the other guys. It's Mikel, right? That's the one.
1: Yeah, listen, I like Cam Johnson. He's a good player, but you could find guys like Cam, okay? You could find guys, maybe not right now, today, but you could find guys, you know, that can replace Cam. You're not going to find anybody that can replace Mikel Bridges. He's a very, very good player. To the point where I was speaking with different teams today, and they were telling me they're Teams that are ready to offer the Nets three first round picks right now for Mikhail Bridges. Teams ready to offer three first round picks. Now I got a little pissed off at people that aren't in Phoenix so like, oh really this guy Kyrie Irving got only two and he's a star. And Mikhail Bridges, yeah, Mikhail Bridges is under a great contract. Okay? He is under an amazing contract. He could defend every position on the floor. He's a slasher. He could shoot the three. He is a very, very unique player. You cannot find Mikhail Bridges' is... Uh, you can replace Cam. I like Cam. You can find a guy that can shoot the ball with some size. You can find that. You can't replace Mikhail. That's going to be, he is going to be sorely missed. and Because he is a very dynamic player. And yes, there were teams that would, would have given the Nets three first-round picks for
0: Mikhail Bridges right now, today, had the Nets decided they wanted to move him. I'll be honest, I, I saw that tweet from you this morning about the first-round picks. And, and in the immediate aftermath, this morning of the trade that happened last night there was a lot of speculation that the Nets with this glut of wing players that they now had might flip Mikkel Bridges in a deal much like you're talking about and there was speculation this morning it was going to be the Memphis Grizzlies and I'm like oh no 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 no! please not that not that I mean that I, been terrible. as much as I'm happy for Kevin Durant alright and I'm, I, I'm, I want Mikkel Bridges to be happy I would not have wanted Mikkel Bridges to get traded back in the Western Conference I would not I, the, the opportunity he would have to haunt you I'm, I'm glad that didn't happen, Gambo. You know, you know us, you know, and you know me. Like I've been around this organization for my entire life. They are outside of my parents. My first love was the Phoenix Suns back in the '70s. There's always a player like McKell in a deal like this, right? There's always one where you go, "Oh man, no, not him, not him. Love him. He's one of. He's my guy. He's you know Hornacek for Barkley, yeah. Uh, right? Like, yeah. oh no, not not Hornacek. You know, you don't, you never want to see something like that. Um, it's not quite the same level, but when they traded Sean Marion for Shaq, when they traded Dan Marley for Hot Rod Williams, right? There's always that, no, don't trade him kind of thing. Mikel was that guy. He, There are people talking about Mikel like he could still be a Ring of Honor guy for the Suns when it's all said and done because he was so good when he was here. I don't know if that's going to be possible because he wasn't here very long. He's truly going to go down, for me, as one of my all-time favorite Phoenix Suns. Truly one of my all all time, all time favorites. He, in gave, he
1: gave you everything he had. He, he he he. He's the Buddha
0: Baker of the of the Phoenix. Oh, Suns. see now when you say that, it just cuts even deeper. But he is because you're not because you're not wrong. He's the but Buddha Baker. It takes the sun, takes the knife, and it twists it a little bit. A, he
1: he it, is, yeah. Hey, but you listen, you, you, this is what you had to do to to go for it. The Suns are all in right now to win a championship in the next couple of months. Mikael Bridges is a very unique. And a very dynamic player. Cam Johnson is good. He's six He's got good size. He can shoot the basketball. You'll find somebody to replace Cam. I'm not worried about Cam. I like Cam, but I'm not worried about that. You're not going to find anybody to replace Mikhail. And listen, this is what the Nets, you know, that he's the big player in the deal for the Nets. And we'll talk about this, I know, at 3 o'clock, because I'll go deep into what was offered over the summer. And I'll give you all the details and have everything broken down. I spoke at the Suns organization today. And I'll go over everything that was offered to the Nets in over the summer and what was offered down and break it down. But McHale had to be included in the deal in order to get Kevin Durant. He's such a valuable piece for the Nets now. I hated losing him, too. When I heard he was in the deal, I said, oh, man. You know, yeah, I know you got Kevin Durant, but Mikhail Bridge's ability, he was scoring a lot more lately, right? We've talked about that, his ability to pick it up and score. His defense, he could guard a one, a two, a three, a four. Heck, man, there were times he could guard a five. Like, his length, his ability to come up with steals and deflections. The Suns are really going to miss him. But this was the this is the the, the part of doing business. You want to get Kevin Durant, you gotta give up something to get something. Yeah,
0: you do. And the Suns did exactly that. Mikel, I, I do wonder the if there's gonna be a level of heartbreak in that room that a guy like Mikel's not there anymore. I mean he was you know, like and, and if it takes the Suns a little bit to get over that. Now I'm sure they're excited they've got Kevin Durant. I'm sure they look they 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 opened up this championship window now where they truly are one of the best teams in the NBA. And I I doubt guys in that locker room who are still there regret that. But when you've got a guy like Mikel who's been traded out of there, there's going to be, I think, a little bit of heartbreak that you're going to have to get over in that room. And it may take a little bit because he was that much of a heartbeat guy there. And when you, when Monty speaks and when James speaks, you're going
1: to hear them just say so many good things about Mikhail Bridges because of what, and Cam Johnson too, the Twins. I mean, they were yeah, dynamic it- they were they were unique ryan mcdonough was the general manager when they Traded uh, to get Mikhail Bridges. It was a phenomenal trade. You know, the year they got DA, they got DA and they got Mikhail Bridges. And Mikhail ended up being a, a heck of a lot better than anybody
0: thought he was going to be. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, we are see sad to see Mikhail Bridges go. We're sad to see Cam Johnson go. We are relieved, if nothing else, that we don't have to talk about Jay Crowder anymore. <laughs> That's next on the Burns and Gambo show. Burns and Gambo. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Alright, just a reminder, today we've taken the show on the road. We are at the Safeway on the southeast corner of 83rd Avenue in Camelback. Gonna be here until 6 o'clock tonight. The Game Time Rewards Program. Part of Coca-Cola Safeway. Albertsons, as you can, uh, great deals on Coca-Cola for this big weekend. This is your, not your tailgating headquarters, it's your home gating headquarters. they got every Everything you're going to need to absolutely kill it this weekend with everything going on. We've also got great giveaways right now. We've got tons of tickets for the Suns, for the Waste Management Phoenix Open, signed footballs and helmets from players like J.J. Watt and A.J. Green. Jay Feely, former Cardinals kicker, friend of the show. He's also down here as well signing autographs. bunch of reasons for you to come and see us. We look forward to always meeting our listeners every time we're out and about. And so again, 83rd Avenue and Camelback we're at the Safeway and we'll be here until 6 o'clock. It um, wasn't just Mikel Bridges who got traded. Of course, we focused a lot in the last segment on Mikel. It was also Cam Johnson, who my daughter is very, very sad. She had a massive crush on Cam Johnson. Dario Sharich, who got traded in a separate deal. I'm sad about Dario Sharich.
1: Wow, it's a tough day for your family.
0: It is, right? My, wow, my, it is a tough day for the Burns family. Uh, yeah, my daughter's crush got traded. My kind of man crush got traded. Cam. It's tough. Oh, my. Cam Johnson is so cute. That's what she would say. Uh, that's in fact, in fact, what she texted me at some point. That, Cam Johnson, like, that wasn't so you, just so people don't know. That no, was I was quoting my daughter. You were quoting your daughter. I was quoting yes. my daughter, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, so she's very brokenhearted. Um, I am not broken hearted about Jay Crowder. Although I, I do want to say it ended really, really badly. I do want to give Jay some measure of props. For two years here, he was a vital part of this, yes, right? Yeah, vital part of this. Very important part of a team that went to the finals and won 64 games. I'm glad this part, this chapter of the book is done, but I also don't want to totally besmirch the guy either. He was a huge part of what went on around here for two years, and I do miss that. He, he was a good player, but it got to the point, and I'll tell you exactly what happened.
1: Monty didn't want Jay, okay? Monty didn't want him. He thought he was too difficult to manage. He also thought the same thing about JaVel McGee. But he thought that he thought that Jay was too difficult to manage. So he called Jay in the summer okay. unbeknownst to unbeknownst to even James Jones and others. And he told him that you're not gonna start. Cam's gonna start over you. There was no reason to do that. There was no reason to call him and tell him that. You could have waited you know, and, and battled it out, but he decided to call him in the summer before camp had even started and tell him that he wasn't going to play. But Monty, Monty didn't want Jay on the team. Monty thought he was too difficult to manage. He wanted them to move Jay. Then they got to the point where Jay was like, "Okay, well, if you know, I want to get either give me an extension if you're going to put me in this role, or trade me." And then they decided, "We're just going to have you stay home. We don't even want you to come." Monty didn't want him around, so I don't know if Monty will admit to that, but that's the truth. Monty didn't want Jay around. That's why Jay wasn't here all year. That's why Jay didn't come back. That's why they didn't just let Jay play through it and then trade him when they were able to trade him. They didn't want him around. And now Jay's dealt, and he ends up on the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. It's a good situation. He ends up going to Milwaukee to a bunch of second-round picks involved. Milwaukee always liked him, but the Suns didn't like anything that Milwaukee had. And we, we, we shot down that George Hill, Jordan Nawara, Serge Abaka deal that was rumored, not rumored, but reported. That deal was reported by somebody. And we shot that down a couple of weeks ago. That that's not going to happen. Jay ends up in Milwaukee. They always wanted him, but the reason he wasn't here is just that money. Just money Mon- didn't want to coach him.
0: That's interesting. Um, I, and it, because it just it then kind of begs the question. What happened right, like what 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 devolved to the point where it was we don't want you here, just don't show up and, and for Monty to go out and do something like that on his own right and to to kind of unilaterally make that decision the way he did is it's uh, there's more to that story I'm kind of curious to see what it, it doesn't matter now because it's over and and I, I'll say this about Jay there was a time two weeks ago where you know our level of frustration of not trading Jay. Was pretty pronounced, right? And we were we were having conversations like, you know, at this point, both sides are to blame. You know, Jay's to blame for doing what he's doing, but the Suns are to blame for taking so darn long to trade Jay Crowder. Especially when if they had made a deal at the beginning of the year, it would have been for a player that could have helped them when they were missing a bunch of guys. Patience at the end of the day paid off. And as impatient as we were, as I was, as much as I might have, you know, gotten on the Suns about, man, what are you doing sitting on Jay Crowder? You need need a guy now. You need a player to help you now. There is nobody they could have traded for Jake Crowder a month ago, two months ago, at the beginning of the season that's going to have the kind of impact that Kevin Durant's going to have. And no. I know Jake Crowder was a small part of the deal to get Kevin Durant here. I'm not going to make it sound like he's the main cog. But, man, patience is rewarded. I was very impatient about this. It you was, war I was. You were? To the point where I, I probably said some things that, you know, in retrospect, I... I I don't know if I wish I hadn't said them, but I was very passionate about, come on, man, move them. Get a guy. You need a body. Somebody. Get somebody. Get somebody who can help you when you don't have Book and you don't have Paul and you don't have all these Cam Johnson. Man am I glad they waited. Man, am I glad they were patient and sat this one out. It was worth it in the end. Yeah,
1: they had to give an expiring contract, you know, to the Nets. You gotta make the money work, right? These are not two teams that are under the cap like Oklahoma City was with the Dario deal. You had to kind of make the money work a little bit, so it was you know, so you you were able to use that Jay deal. You probably could have figured out something else, but you were able to use Jay in that deal. They were patient, it worked all it worked out. I, I remember how impatient you were when they were losing games. They're like, they need somebody. Give me somebody. Anybody can help them win. Anybody's better than nobody. Mm -hmm. I mean, I totally get where you were coming from. But in the end, Jay ends up in a good situation. He's got a chance to win a championship. He's with Milwaukee. They wanted him. He'll be valued there. Um, But, you know, but in the end, I mean, it really just comes down to, man, and I wonder if Jay's going to talk about this, but it really just comes down to, you know, Monty Monty didn't want enough to coach him. Monty felt he was a difficult guy.
0: So Jay was traded to the Nets, and then as you mentioned, he was flipped to the Milwaukee Bucks, um five second round picks. <laughs> second
1: round picks have no value in the NBA. Very little. I'll, I'll give you a little insight. Utah got that first round pick from the Lakers, protected one through four. Remember you, Utah in that trade, that the D'Angelo Russell three yeah. team trade? They could have had seven second round picks or one first round pick. They took the one first round pick. Because they had a, Utah had a deal on the table where they were going to get two or three for Conley, two or three for Vando, two or three for Beasley. They could have had seven second-round picks. By piecing the deal together, they could have had seven second-round picks or the one first-round pick. They chose the first round. One first-round pick is worth more than seven second-round picks.
0: The only time I think a second-round pick has value is if your scouting department is so good. You can find cheap labor in the second round, right? You can find decent guys. Now, you're not going to hit on all of them, but you can occasionally find a diamond in the rough type or a guy who can help you with depth at the end of your bench, things like that. But by and large, for every Jordan pool, you know, you're know you going to get 10 players who aren't any good out of the second round. So I don't, you know, we saw teams, lots of teams use second round picks as currency today. What the Bucks gave up, five of them to five. get Jake Crowder. Five! <laughs> there, there, was an, well, there was another trade for, was it the Sadiq Bay, where he was traded from Detroit to Golden State, but then Golden State flipped him to Atlanta for like five second round picks. That was a move that saved them millions and millions of dollars in taxes base, by the way. Save who? Save the Warriors. The Warriors. Millions and millions and millions in salary and tax money by flipping Sadiq Bay for five second-round draft picks. Apparently, five second-round draft picks, that's the currency, right, for for getting it's stuff just, if you
1: want it. It's, it's amazing how little value a second-round pick has in today's day in, a, in the NBA. They just have no value. Teams would rather, again, you'd rather have one first-round pick than seven second-round picks. That's just the reality of it. Even if that first-round pick ends up being 25th, and you can have a second-round pick Pick that's 35th. Teams want the first round pick. They don't want the second round picks.
0: All right, join us this Friday from 2 until 6. We kick off the Pepsi Fan Fest from the Arizona Center in downtown Phoenix. Pepsi Fan Fest includes food, beverages, games, live performances by Tech Nine and others, plus an autograph signing by Ricky Waters. That's this Friday at the Arizona Center in Phoenix. Turns out, Suns could have made this trade a lot sooner. Gambo's got the info you're going to want to hear next on the Burns and Gambo show.